For the Daily Yonder and Public News Service, this is the news from rural America. Extra money is a good problem to have, unless you're a rural health provider trying to keep track of the sudden influx of pandemic relief money. Without the administrative staff to manage the funds, smaller health centers may not be able to meet the stringent reporting requirements. When COVID hit and there was the worry about everything shutting down and everybody surviving, and the amount of money that flowed from the federal government and from the state government and from different entities was huge. Robert Dermig with Oregon's Office of Rural Health says state offices across the country soon found they needed help managing and tracking funds. They turned to the National Organization of State Offices of Rural Health for assistance to use the pandemic-related funds effectively. Here's CEO Tammy Norville. The sheer amount of tracking that you had to do, talk about an administrative lift. So we took the opportunity to provide this technical assistance. Chemical weapons in the U.S. and around the world are being disposed of more safely, the result of a 35-year struggle that began in Madison County, Kentucky. Anya Slepian explains. In 1984, the U.S. military committed to destroying its chemical weapons, including more than 500 tons of nerve agents stored at the Bluegrass Army Depot in central Kentucky. No one in this community knew that there were weapons of mass destruction stored in our community. When Craig Williams and other residents discovered that the Army planned to incinerate the chemical weapons just two miles from a local middle school, they pushed back. But instead of adopting a NIMBY or not-in-my-backyard perspective, Williams says community leaders took a NOPE approach, not on planet Earth. One of the options was to send our stuff to some other community. We decided that that was not acceptable either. Williams and other activists worked with scientists, army officials, and political leaders for decades to protect communities around the world by developing new, safer methods of destroying chemical weapons. It's been quite a transition from hostility to cooperation. I'm Anya Slepian. Farm folks often garden, sow, and can vegetables as a lifestyle. Daily Yonder journalist Caroline Carlson remembers it well and was baffled when pandemic-fueled internet posts under hashtag CottageCore romanticized her rural upbringing. I think a lot of people really wanted an escape, and then a bunch of people decided to start monetizing it. Carlson likes the beautiful images of baking bread in a quaint cottage, but says they might leave the wrong impression. My family did it out of practicality, and let me tell you, my house doesn't look anything like these posts. For the Daily Yonder and Public News Service, I'm Roz Brown. For more rural stories, visit dailyyonder.com. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer. You know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high-impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.